Talk 1041 and a good Tuesday morning. Friends, welcome to the show, our live video stream on Facebook. 1041 Nick Reed, that is sponsored by Springfield Raps. A big thank you to them. The American Transmissions Talk and Text Line is 447-KSGF. If you'd like to text in, feel free to do so. Uh, All right, so uh, there's quite a bit today. We've got some Biden audio, which is always good. One is an oldie but a goodie. He continues to bring back the false claim that his wife almost died in a house fire. Um, He can't help it if he sees a fire truck. He just (laughs) instinctively goes there, and he was speaking. uh, It was a fire station, I I guess, and claimed that his wife was uh, essentially carried out of a burning burning home alive. Now, this is... Again, one of these stories that we, it was a tiny electrical fire uh, isolated to the kitchen. Within 20 minutes, they were done and wrapped. Uh, Sometimes it's mentioned that the fire was put out in 20 minutes, but many of the reports that are more detailed at the time say that's when they were leaving after 20 minutes. Uh, So it, it was so minimal It required very little time on site. However, in true Joe Biden fashion, the story gets better, more grand uh, with each telling. And now Jill Biden almost lost her life in that fire, we're told. Uh, He mentions his Corvette, of course. That's one of his go-tos. And it really, this is a question that I do wonder. Because we hear the stories that he tells that are clearly not true. Everyone knows they're not true. But he tells them as if everyone doesn't know that they're not true. And the people around him, do they do they just, when he tells us, ah, just let him tell the story. Everyone knows. It doesn't matter. Everyone knows the guy has problems, dementia, whatever it may be. So just let him repeat these stories. And, and he just doesn't realize uh, what we all realize, and that is that he's telling stories over and over again that just aren't true. He added a new one, however. This one, which apparently also is not true, involves in his telling Ronald Reagan as president of the United States sending a helicopter to to get Joe Biden to a hospital in an expedited fashion because of a brain aneurysm. Um, apparently this also again isn't true but we'll have that audio coming up new polling numbers show a shocking for the establishment lead that trump has over biden in michigan specifically we're talking double digit numbers here and the announcement the quiet announcement evidently hillary clinton has been brought on board to try and help joe biden's campaign what that's about i have no idea One of the big items of the, well, it came down yesterday. Supreme Court agrees to expedite consideration of petition on Trump immunity for the D.C. case. This is an, so the the way that this has been playing out and timing, of course, is a big deal here because this is an effort to interfere in the presidential election, which is why you've got the targeting of these trial dates occurring during the election. And Jack Smith wanted this thing to start Super Tuesday season so that it's smack dab in the middle. And and that's when it just starts. You know, these trials take a period of time. And the Trump team, obviously, 
wants to make the argument of presidential immunity, which up until now has been respected, and go through the standard um, uh, standard uh, ascension before one gets to the Supreme Court. What Smith is wanting here, the prosecutor, is to skip all of that because his fear is that Trump and his team with the different arguments you know between the all the different levels of court all the way up to the Supreme Court that that he, he may not get Jack Smith may not get to interfere in the election as much as he wants to simply put that this trial could get pushed beyond the election and so he's asked the Supreme Court to step in to bypass all of that so that if the Supreme Court sides with him, then he can go ahead and have the maximum, his hope anyhow, the maximum interference in the presidential election. <clears throat> and to the surprise of many people, the Supreme Court said, yeah, we'll do that. And the reason that this is a surprise is because it is clear to everyone the whole point of this is to interfere in the election. And they are asking, or Jack Smith is asking the Supreme Court to have a hand in that. Now, of course, it could go the other way. Who knows with this Supreme Court? They may, the Supreme Court may look at the accusations and say, listen, we cannot live in a country where immunity is irrelevant the presidential immunity once they leave office because if that's the case then then really you could arrest any past president find something that in their presidential capacity they've done that if they had done as a private sector person they would be held accountable legally and once they are no longer president they no longer have that immunity and so we should be able to go after them you make a list you think about some of the things um, with Obama, fast and furious, running guns from gun shops into Mexico, specifically to the drug cartels, one of which would be used to murder a Border Patrol agent. <clears throat> now, if you're not president of the United States and you're in charge of that, you go to prison because it's illegal to run guns that way. So, arrest Obama when he was running for re-election and there was this campaign effort to paint him as tough on terrorism. The New York Times had a number of pieces that were talking about how tough he was on terrorism. And amongst them, every, I think it was Tuesday or Thursday, intelligence community came with a kill list. And these were Americans that had not been charged with anything. But the intelligence communities determined that they were friendly with terrorists, and so it was a national security issue in which these individuals should be assassinated. One of them was a guy, I think it was an American from Arizona, and he was in Yemen at the time. And in order to essentially shield Obama, instead of Obama picking the Americans that would be killed, they came to him with a list of Americans they wanted to kill. This is how it was written in the New York Times. And Obama would essentially mark out those he disagreed with. So he wasn't telling them who to kill, but who not to kill. 
Well, that's mafia-style stuff, right? If you're not president of the United States and you do that, you go to prison. So if, we, if we're going to embark in this new world in which once you are out of the presidency, you can be held accountable for things that you did as president that while you were president, you could not be treated criminally as if you were a citizen. But once that clock is up, it's fair game. Then we're going to have a whole new ball game here. And incidentally... What Trump is being accused of isn't a crime anyhow. Al Gore didn't make it to the White House as president, but let's arrest him. This country going through recount after recount after recount in the uh, uh, 2000 presidential election because Al Gore and Democrats refused to accept the results. Let's round up his attorneys. Just like Trump's attorneys have been rounded up and are facing charges. I mean, at some point, and this is why the tyrannical left always wins, is because those who are less tyrannical, they will argue it's that's you know the wrong thing to do, and just because they do it doesn't mean that we should do it. And that's how eventually you become irrelevant. And at some point, if this is the new world that we live in, then people who are not part of the tyrannical left, if they want any hope of surviving, are going to have to play the game. Don't hate the player. Hate the game. Play the game. Springfield's Talk 1041. Let's get the latest news update. From Color 10 and Fox 49, I'm Jesse Inman. In January, Springfield City Council will vote on a $240,000 federal grant that would be used to make pedestrian and bicycle improvements along Grand Street between Kansas Expressway and National Avenue. This would connect Missouri State University to the Grant Avenue Parkway and Jordan Creek Trail. The city would pay $60,000 in matching funds as part of the agreement. The Branson School District says a loaded gun was found in a student's locker on Monday at the junior high. Administrators got a tip about the gun, pulled the student out of class, and then searched the locker where they found the gun. The student was taken into police custody, and the district says disciplinary action will be taken. And the White House is requesting $110 billion from Congress that includes money for wars in Ukraine and Israel. From Color 10 and Fox 49, I'm Jesse Inman. The first alert forecast sponsored by St. Clair of the Ozarks Home Improvements from Color 10, Fox 49, meteorologist Tom Schmidt, sunshine 56 today, 37 for an overnight low, and then tomorrow mostly cloudy with a high of 53. CNN polls, CNN. Trump leads Biden in Michigan and Georgia's broad majorities hold negative views of the current president. More bad news for Biden. We're not hearing the term outlier so much anymore, are we? Sarah Myers. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, were you serious? No, I wasn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just, you threw me off there a little bit. Hey, uh, it is the time for holiday travel. And if you are planning to hit that open road for Christmas, maybe even the new year, but you don't like to take your own car, I recommend Avis, the car rental company. And... Get that short-term rental, but also while you're there, if you are looking to purchase a new vehicle, maybe in the next couple of months or so, and you have a couple of options available, but you're not exactly sure what you want, Avis also has their long-term rental program as well. Now, the long-term rental program, it is great if you are looking to purchase a new vehicle. 
It's also really good if you are a person who likes to lease your vehicles, but you're wanting more flexibility. And it's great if you are a business owner looking to add to your fleet. The best part about the long-term rental program, though, is if you get into a vehicle and you realize, you know, I need more room or I need a little bit more bells and whistles, you can swap out vehicles every couple of months if you wish to do so. Now, if you want more information on that long-term rental program or you want to go ahead and get a short-term rental, swing by the Avis store. It's located here in Springfield off of Fort and Sunshine, and you can speak to Lauren. And of course, you can find all of that contact information for Avis under the Sarah's Endorsements tab at ksgf.com. Two things. We have first responders breakfast. That's right. That is going to be this Friday. So if you are a first responder, as we do the show live at Scramblers, come by and get yourself free breakfast. Also, tomorrow is the deadline, but pretend in your head it's today to get Santa's Angels gifts in because panic mode is in in session over here. That's right. It is. Even though you've been told you have until tomorrow. But I understand. I understand. I totally want to. I understand both sides. I understand people like, hey, you told us the 13th. Well, don't worry. But I also understand that you get worried because we've got kids at stake here. And and it is also part of the KSGF Christmas tradition for you to panic. Um, <laughs> it really as, yeah, is. I, we've got to have that tradition play out. Yes, that's true. So I went back there where we're keeping all of those presents for Santa's Angels. And we need 52 presents back by tomorrow. So that's why I'm a little bit in panic mode. So if you do have one of those ornaments that you picked off of one of the area tree locations, please make sure to have those back by Wednesday. We're open 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you have any questions, ksgf.com, click on the Santa's Angels tab there. You'll find uh, frequently asked questions and uh, our actual station address, all of that at ksgf.com. So please make sure to get those presents in as soon as possible. Former President Trump, the one candidate that we still sometimes are told is the one who cannot beat Joe Biden, leads Biden in Michigan and Georgia. The upper hand, this is CNN. <laughs> Can you imagine when these they, they, they do these poll numbers at CNN and they anxiously get them back and they're pouring through them, wondering what's wrong here? What, there must be something wrong with these polls. Trump is the upper hand over Biden in two critical battleground states, Michigan and Georgia, with broad majorities in both states holding negative views of the sitting president's job performance, his policy positions, and sharpness, according to the new CNN poll conducted by SSRS. In Georgia's state, the Biden carried by a very narrow margin in 2020. Registered voters say they preferred Trump over Biden 49 to 44 for the presidency in a two-way hypothetical matchup in Michigan, which Biden won by a wider margin. Trump has 50 percent support to Biden's 40 percent. That is a massive swing. 10 percent saying that they wouldn't support either candidate after being asked which way they lean in both Michigan and Georgia. The share of voters who say that they would not support either candidate is at least as large as the margin between Biden and Trump. The two most recent occupants of the White House be, appear to be the most likely nominees. Uh, Trump's margin over Biden in the hypothetical matchup is significantly boosted by support from voters who say that they did not cast a ballot in 2020. With those voters breaking in Trump's favor by 26 points in Georgia and 40 points in Michigan. 
Those who report having voted in 2020 say they broke for Biden over Trump in that election, but as of now, they tilled in Trump's favor for 2024 in both states, with Biden holding on to fewer of his 2020 backers than Trump does. Now, this answers some very important questions. And that, it, it, because, it, and you hear this talk, you hear this speculation about who, who is going to decide this election. And the people who voted for Trump the first time but did not vote for him the second time voted for Biden, what of those people, or the people who voted for Trump the first time but then didn't vote the second time, the people who voted for Biden, what are they going to do? How many minds are actually going to be changed? There is this conventional wisdom that people who love Trump are going to vote Trump regardless, and people who love Biden are going to vote Biden regardless, and that's just the way that it is. And so there's not a lot of wiggle room. There is more of a get out the vote, which is always important. But when you look at the fact that, and this is interesting breakdown, CNN, the, the polling that they're providing here, that a portion, though not a huge portion, but a portion of people who voted for Biden last time are now saying they're leaning towards Trump. And those who voted in the presidential election but did not vote, or they didn't vote, in, they voted 2016 but not in 2020, just didn't cast a ballot for whatever reason. Those people who are registered voters, if they vote this time, they are heavily leaning towards Trump, which you can understand. That's not good news. I mean, no one right now is breaking for Biden. Other than, of course, you have the black population, but those numbers are diminishing to levels that are extremely frightening for the Democrats. There's no area in which Biden is gaining people, even younger people Biden is losing I don't know that there are really any demographics out there. He's losing the pro-Hamas people. He's losing the pro-Israel people. He's losing people that worry about the... The only people that he seems to not be losing are the uber, uber, uber wealthy individuals that all of this is just sort of a fun, make-believe deal because they're not necessarily really, truly impacted the way that you and I are, particularly when it comes to the economy. It's more of a social thing for them. When it comes to Michigan, 35% of voters in Michigan and 39% in Georgia approve of Biden's job performance. And majorities in both states say that his policies have worsened economic conditions in the country, 54% saying so from Georgia and 56% saying so from Michigan. CNN notes that those grim numbers partially reflect, reflect softness among his base. About one quarter of Democratic and Democratic-leaning registered voters in each state disapprove of Biden, and a little more than four in ten say his policies have not helped the country's economy. Biden's campaign is working, you know, to, of course, claim that you are much better off than you believe you are. You don't know what you're talking about. The economy is good, despite what you think. The poll also finds little consensus among voters in both states on America's handling of the war in Israel. 
a rift within the Democrat Party with more progressive and younger Democrats pressing Biden to heed to Hamas's call for a ceasefire overall. About four in ten in each state say the U.S. is doing the right thing. Most voters in both states also say Biden, who's 81, does not have the attributes they're looking for in a president when it comes to his policy positions and his ability to understand the problems of people like them. And so it's just more of what all of us recognize, but the media and the Democrats refuse to believe. Here is a story as an example. Well, let's see here. Well, let's take a break. There's an AP story. What did I do with here? And it, the, the AP story, which I'll find here during the break, it's essentially, despite the economy doing well, voters are just not here. Biden goes into 2024 election with the economy getting stronger, but voters don't feel it. AP story. Not an editorial. So what the media is beginning to do here is they're shifting from just telling you you don't know what you're talking about to taking a softer approach of just explaining to you, no, the economy is a success, but you just don't feel it. So it's not really a condemnation. It's not a finger wagging. It's it's not um, looking down on you ignorant fools. They're recognizing that that approach appears to not be working. People don't like to be told you're an idiot and you don't know what you're talking about. So now it's just a recognition in their mind. We're just pointing out that, uh, yeah, okay, we understand you don't feel it, but the economy really is good. So of course, you're supposed to vote for Biden. Not for you. (laughs) Not for your best interest. But because they have calculated that the, quote, economy is working as Biden has planned, you should reward him by voting for him and just forget the fact that you're worse off. It's an interesting approach. Oh, the weather outside is frightful. But the fire is so All right, we got traffic waiting on standby. We do have a first responders breakfast. Let it Coming up this Friday, Pyramid Roofing. Barker's Frame and Collision sponsoring that. So if you are a first responders, join us Friday at Scramblers. And they're going to buy you breakfast along with Scramblers. I'm Nick Reed. alert forecast sponsored by wolf pack cleaners your residential and commercial cleaning professionals from color 10 fox 49 meteorologist tom schmidt sunny 56 today clouds 37 overnight and then mostly cloudy with a high of 53 tomorrow all our building company the Woodvale subdivision see the nice aller sign out front Builder incentives, the interest rate situation that we find ourselves in has been a hindrance for many of you who want a brand new home. But with these builder incentives, you really can potentially have the best of both worlds because you save there. And then if we get somebody sane back in uh, power and we get economic policies that benefit the average American, 
those interest rates come down, then you can refinance. And then you had those builder incentives up front. You have the refinancing of potentially lower interest rates down the road. Bam, what an awesome deal. Aller Building Company for those of you looking for a brand new home, O-L-L-E-R. The numbers that continue to come out are demonstrating to Democrats that the polls that have shown Trump beating Biden are not anomalies. And they're getting to the point where they essentially have two decisions or three. I'm just going to be honest about this. The first. Well, okay, four. I'm just going to keep adding some miracle happens. And all of a sudden, the American people wake up and realize that Trump is a horrible dictator and that it'll be the end of democracy as we know it. And they're, they're just going to throw all their support behind Joe Biden, that, that their their fear tactics, the you have everything to fear, including fear itself, that that will begin to have an impact on Americans and they will vote for Biden. So that's one. Don't think that's likely. Two. They find somebody new. Biden is out of there. They, but prior to whatever deadline, soft or hard, that that they would need to make a switch over, whether that is a, a convention scenario or something ahead of the convention, that they're going to have to exit him out. The problem with that is they don't really have anyone that the American people love. Have you heard the listing? Kamala Harris, there is a TikTok video that somebody made, and it is of, uh, no, wait, it was on Babylon, Babylon B, but I think it was a TikTok. I don't know if they made it or just pushed it out, but it was a, 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 a kid, I think he was six years old, in a suit, and he was talking about being Kamala's speechwriter. And so it is actually pretty hilarious because he's explaining. I swear, maybe he's five years old, six years old, but he's wearing a suit and he's got his hair all cut. He's real, you know, just looks like very professional. One point, he's he, it shows him driving one of the little. I think it's a Mercedes version of the little kid cars, you know, that have the battery you can drive around your driveway in. And he is talking about some of what he thinks are his finer speeches, and he he gives the lines from it that clearly sound like they make sense coming from a six-year-old like well that sounds like something a six-year-old would say and then it shows Kamala saying the exact same thing it's just a perfect juxtaposition so you've got Kamala Gavin Newsom presiding over really in terms of performance the single most failed state that we have in the union those are their two go-to right now failures Kamala couldn't even make it to the first contest last time around. And if Biden hadn't boxed himself into a corner, promising that he would pick a woman of color, you know, Kamala wasn't even the first choice in that. There were a number of other, Stacey Abrams was one, but she kept you know, proving to be a, a total loser. There were a couple of other... Um, female of, of color individuals that uh, just had backgrounds that were not going to work. One of them was a huge fan of Fidel Castro. I, you know, they, so Kamala wasn't the first choice. And even Democrat voters 
did not show enough love for her that she made it to the first contest. You got Gavin Newsom. You're going to pick the one state that has become the single biggest failure due to policies. It's it's his state under his leadership, a state that really just because of the natural resources and and the 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 weather there and by all accounts should be the number one state. Can you imagine what for? Think about this for a minute. What what an interesting experiment. Remember Wife Swap? Is that show still around? What if Gavin Newsom and, and Ron DeSantis? We had a reality show where they each took over each other's states. Now, I mean, obviously the implications of having. You know, Gavin Newsom would be dealing with Republican legislature. Maybe the legislatures too. They just everybody swap, and let each have a have four years. What do you think would happen? We know what would happen. California would begin to improve, and Florida would begin to look like California does now. So that's their their other go to guy that people keep throwing out names like Pete Buttigieg, who is has become synonymous with total failure. So, you know, as we get into travel season right now, the FAA dealing with shortages, another travel potential catastrophe in our country. Where's old Petey? Elizabeth Warren, she's on the warpath for Subway sandwiches right now. I mean, that's what she's focused on. So it's not as if there's any real obvious answer to dumping Biden. So the third option, let's talk about the four options Democrats have right now when it comes to dealing with Trump. Put him in prison. And Lord knows they're doing everything that, that they can to do that. And then the fourth option is somebody kills him. I know that sounds macabre. But it's not as if they've pulled back the rhetoric after we have seen a consistency of their supporters going out and trying to kill people that are the bad guys, whether they are white privileged people, upper class people, Republicans, conservative Supreme Court justices. These are all individuals that have been specifically targeted because the would-be killer, or in some instances, the actual killer, in their writings, in their manifestos, repeated the garbage that they hear from the media and the Democrats about Republicans. And they haven't stepped this back. In fact, there was a man arrested, we'll get to this later, uh, who was he was apparently going to kill Vivek and as many of his supporters as possible at an event. And apparently there were some other candidates that he also was targeting. We don't know who they are. So it could be, well, who knows? Time will tell. This is not a party that has decided maybe we should step back the talk about dictatorship. Maybe we should stop telling these people who clearly are willing to carry out murders for political purposes. Maybe we should stop telling them that it's going to be the end of democracy as we know it if Trump gets elected president. They ain't doing that. So those are the four options right now that I I think Democrats really have from which to choose. And um, they're trying a few maybe at the same time. So point being is they, they don't have a lot of real great options. They don't have a lot of options that really are all about America and freedom and stuff. You want to know how bad it is? This is how bad things are. For the Democrats right now, Hillary Clinton to take larger role in Biden's reelection campaign. <laughs> That's the headline. 
Oh, and even Democrats are laughing. That is the rest of the headline. Former Secretary of State and failed presidential candidate Hillary Clinton is reportedly gearing up to take a larger role in President Biden's reelection campaign, a decision that is receiving fair amount of mockery from both sides of the political aisle. Over the last month, although she is not officially a member of Biden's campaign team, she has positioned herself as as one of the most visible and influential surrogates. Clinton hosted a big-ticket fundraiser in late November, benefiting his re-election war chest, and two weeks earlier, she published an op-ed in The Atlantic defending the Biden administration's response to the ongoing war between Israel and the terror group Hamas. As ABC News noted in an article published yesterday, it is certainly possible that Clinton could help Biden on some issues, noting that Clinton is popular with women and key parts of the Democratic base and remain a fundraising draw who can help ensure Biden has the money to get his message out. There is still a two for the price of one theme when it comes to her family. Husband Bill Clinton made a cameo at a fundraising event at their Washington home. And so, of course, once again, we're going to get the accused rapist and frequent flyer to child rape island bill clinton out there on the campaign trail for the party of women did we forget that that um trump beat hillary right am i right about that seems like that's accurate all right joe biden yesterday on the campaign trail after the break some audio he repeats a story that has been proven to be untrue on numerous occasions, um, yet he continues to repeat it. This is one that his wife barely escaped with her life from a house fire. <laughs> and he's added a new one that best anyone knows is a new lie, one he hasn't told. So that's, I don't know, that shows something's going on up there, right? All right, so let's see, two stories here. Now, we know Biden likes, got an extraordinary background got Walter Mitty as president of the United States. As Red State notes, he is the only civil rights activist, truck driver, Jewish, Polish, Puerto Rican that we've ever had in the presidency. Um, Not to mention he went to historically black colleges and we just go on and on. But one of his favorite stories to tell is one that is not true and everyone knows it's not true. People, the thing about some of these stories, it's not as if his people say, no, no, the story is true. They just pretend, they pretend that he's not telling these stories. They're enablers. They are the family members who refuse to help out when the family gets together and, you know, Nana Nini, uh, you know, just keeps calling from uh, an hour and a half away because she's lost, doesn't know where she is. You got to go get her. And so, and then you got the family members like, something's clearly wrong. We got to get the keys away from her. And oh, now, no. I mean, you know, just last week I was driving to Walmart and I forgot what I was going for, you know, so we all do that. And that's how Democrats are treating Biden. They just pretend like everything's fine. Nothing's wrong here. And this is a repeat of one of Biden's favorite stories about a house fire. It also saved my home and my wife's life. When I was away, it was the last day on that uh, most famous guy doing Meet the Press uh, in Washington, D.C., and I was doing the the program. And uh, what happened was uh, there was a lightning struck a little pond behind my house, hit a wire, came up through the basement of my home and three stories, and the smoke literally ended up being that thick, literally that thick. You've seen it. You guys have seen it. I wasn't there. 
and my wife was there, and my my dog and my cat, <laughs> and my 67 Corvette. You know, but all kidding aside, they saved my wife, got her out, saved my home. Okay, so none of that's true. This, this was a small electrical fire that had fire department was wrapped up within 20 minutes of arriving you know okay everything's good fine uh but now we've gotten to the point where apparently they are running out of a massively burning building with jill biden over their shoulder uh probably at some point before he's finished with his presidency or time here on earth she will have received mouth to mouth they probably would have had to shock her to bring her back to life uh she might be a zombie even We, we don't know at some point this is where the story could go you wonder what Jill, when she's hearing these stories, it's just like, oh, yes, okay. The thing about this story, aside from the fact it's not true, you could just stop, even if it were true, you could stop telling it. We've all heard it a thousand times. Part of what I, I believe happens, and the reason that he repeats the same story over and over again in a national public forum is because, and this is not uncommon with people who suffer the sort of dementia he appears to be suffering, is they they their their memory they're sort of like tethered to twenty or thirty years ago, and I think Joe Biden, in his mind, he's still a U.S. senator and he's at a local Lions Club, local Kiwanis Club, local fundraiser where. You can repeat stories over and over again because you have a different audience and it's not being broadcast all over the world. It's not That's not uncommon. If you are somebody that is a local state, if you're somebody that isn't garnering national attention when you speak and tell a story, you can repeat stories because generally speaking, most of the people in the audience have not heard the story before, or if they have, they recognize that not everyone else has, and and so it, it just makes sense to repeat these stories. We've heard this story, uh, I mean, he, he tells the stupid story on national television over and over and over again. We've heard every, there isn't anyone who hasn't heard this story. Now here's his new one. This one involves Ronald Reagan. I had cranial aneurysm. I wasn't, it was in the middle of a snowstorm. Not a joke. I couldn't figure out how they were going to, for President Reagan was nice enough to send Air Force a, a, a Helicopter One, take me down, but it couldn't fly. All right, so um, he said not a joke, so we know that it's a lie because that is, that's one of his tells when he says not a joke or I'm serious or anything along those lines. He's getting ready to tell something that's not true. A red state notes that you know, this is another lie. This one appears to be new, and people are already pointing out why there's a problem with what he's claiming. It involves the emergency he had with a brain aneurysm in 1988. This is something, incidentally, Jill Biden wrote about in a book of hers. It must, or or there was, it was in some book. Either she was sharing the story, or it was a book of hers, and how she had been told that he there before the, the surgeon said he's got this aneurysm, and if he does survive, he is going to have neurological disorders. She wrote about this, and of course, whether that's what we see today or there's an age issue. And then you've got numerous people noting that none of this is supported by any... uh, This is a new one. He's never mentioned this in his autobiography. He never talked about this uh, when he wrote about his aneurysm. Ronald Reagan had a daily presidential uh, diary in which he wrote down everything that happened throughout every day. And this is, of course, did not happen. So there's absolutely no record of this happening whatsoever. It's just another made-up story. 
What isn't that just the charm of Joe Biden? Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. Emily Johnson, House Theory Realty for all of your home buying needs, home selling needs. This is a time of year you really decorate the home, or maybe you don't, because you don't really like your home. You visit someone else's home, like, oh man. Man, we need a, a home with a sunroom. We can lose a couple bedrooms, but we need a sunroom. Whatever it may be, you're looking for a new home. Emily Johnson, House Theory Realty. She's awesome. She's going to do you right. Just read reviews of, of folks. I read uh, uh, one yesterday, and it just one of the things that um, uh, you may notice with people who write reviews is they're detailed uh, in their experience, and that really says something. Emily Johnson, House Theory Realty. There had been initial reports, some apparent confusion over whether or not there would be Hanukkah celebrations at the White House. Some of this appears to have been coming from the fact that people who normally would be involved in such a thing were being, quote, ghosted by the White House. And so because there wasn't there were a few things going on. You had essentially Jewish people being told in certain capacities, maybe you should hide your religion so as to not come under attack. The White House being somewhat quiet about any Hanukkah celebrations or recognitions. And so they were getting backlash from that. Well, they apparently held a Hanukkah ceremony last night. One of the reasons that it is getting attention is because there were a number of families that are family members of Hamas hostages that were hoping to be part of this, if anything, to draw, well, solidarity and to draw attention, you know, to the fact that they still have family members being held hostage. And according to them, they were just completely ignored and ghosted by the White House. At the same time, you had Doug Emhoff, who, if you're like, who's that? It's Kamala's husband. He put out a tweet regarding Hanukkah that was so inaccurate as to what Hanukkah actually is. He had to remove it. <laughs> and just being mocked mercilessly for lack of knowledge about, but this is how the left is. I mean, they, they, they just present themselves as so knowledgeable in areas in which they have none. News in 60 seconds.